So today we wrap up our series, The Jesus Miracles, and after a, a series like this, it's great to ask, what are we afraid of? And as we wrap up, we've got another lake story and we have a, another experience of fear with Jesus. If you follow Jesus, it, it, it can get scary. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. And we've been learning for the last nine weeks or so that we can overcome fear with faith. And today, we, we got a miracle that when you put yourself into the situation, man, this miracle just takes your breath away. It's the miracle where Jesus got the apostle Peter to walk on water. It's one of the best known of Jesus' miracles, and it's certainly a miracle that catches people's attention. So let's just a leap into the story. It's found in the gospel that Matthew, one of the disciples of Jesus, wrote. Jesus had just done an incredible miracle where he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish, and we'll pick it up from there. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. So you have the disciples, they're in trouble, they're fearful, and this is happening despite what's just happened, right? The spectacular miracle of the feeding of 5,000 men plus women and children, then add to that 12 basketfuls of leftovers. But Jesus needs time to himself, time alone in prayer with his Father. It was critical to his life and ministry. We, we should take note of this. If Jesus was strengthened by time alone with his Father, we, we should probably do the same, right? Now, at first, the disciples really didn't get what was happening. They were a bit confused by what they were seeing and experiencing. Their first reaction is fear. They think they're seeing a ghost, and if that's true, they don't think good things happen when ghosts are around. Now, before you go hard on these guys, put yourself in the boat with these guys. You're in a boat in the middle of a lake at three in the morning. The winds are howling. The boat is rocking back and forth. There's some water coming in. You're not sleeping well. You might even be ready to toss your cookies at this point. And then you see this figure coming towards your boat in the pitch black darkness of a cloudy night. And this guy appears to be walking on water. You too might experience a little bit of fear at that point. Hey, this was not just some trick that Jesus conjured up to amaze his disciples. Whenever you see Jesus doing a miracle, there's a reason for the miracle. There's something he wants to teach us. And in this story, there are three kinds of faith that you see Peter exercising in the middle of this miraculous set of events. Peter had the faith to get out, to get out of the boat, he had the faith to step out and to step towards Jesus, and when the things went bad, he had the faith to cry out. So get out, uh, step out, and cry out. That's what we're going to work with today. It's what I kind of want you to remember. I didn't invent this cute little alliteration, but I think it's awesome to help us remember the story. I think it'll work <clears throat> for us. So get out, step out, and cry out. So let's start with uh, what we first see from Peter, and that is he has the faith to get out of the boat, faith to get out. Let's go back to the story. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. 
Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. Now, what you need to remember here is that Peter had been a fisherman all of his life. He'd been around water all of his life. He'd seen a lot of storms in the Sea of Galilee, including the storm we looked at last week. If you missed that, that was a great lake and storm story that you can catch online. So what I'm saying is, Peter knows what to do in a storm. The last thing you do in the storm is you get away from the boat. The boat is your security in the middle of the storm. But Jesus calls him to get out of the boat, leave your place of security, and come to him. And I'm sure everything in Peter is screaming, don't do it, stay in the boat. But Peter took a step of faith, I mean a huge step of faith. He got out, he got out of the boat, he left his place of security, and he trusted Jesus instead. Let's bring that home to you and me. Let's look at relationships. Your, your place of security when you're having an argument might be to never ask that person for forgiveness. They've got to come to you first. That makes you feel in control and secure. That's how you handle conflict. You stay in control of the situation. But then you turn up at Fort City or you listen online and you hear the words of Jesus taught about the need for you to be a forgiver and the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart. You need to get out of the boat and ask for forgiveness or give forgiveness. That's one way Jesus could call you to get out of the boat today. Or, or maybe there's something happening at work. And job security right now is a bit tenuous. And you're thinking, I'm going to have to maybe cut some corners to keep it looking good here. And I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit of integrity so that I can hang on to the security of having this job. But then God taps you on the shoulder and calls you to take the upper road, calls you to be honest, even if it doesn't look so good for you. And the Spirit is just calling you to trust Him, to step out of your place of security. As a follower of Jesus, you have this personal relationship with Jesus, and it means that we walk and talk with Jesus every day. We read the Bible, His Word, and soak ourselves in God's Word to learn about God's ways. And as we read God's Word, we listen, and the Spirit speaks to us specifically. And, and uh, then as we walk through our day, we, we listen to the Spirit, and the Spirit continues to talk to us. And so often the Spirit talks to us about, about issues that challenge our security. And the Spirit speaks words to us that sometimes scare us, that call us to trust God over man-made security. It might not be a sin issue like I outlined previously. It might just be a call to serve a neighbor on your street or, or to volunteer to make something in your church happen. It might even be a, a call to give because for so many of us, the money we make is our security and, and giving money away when it doesn't make sense, uh, uh, when it makes us feel secure is, yeah, an issue that, that God likes to, yeah, he just kind of likes to mess with us so that we can experience him as God Almighty. One of my favorite passages of the Bible are the words of King Solomon. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. But sometimes the path that Jesus will call you to take will, will mean getting out of the boat. It'll mean getting out of what makes you feel secure. Sometimes what Jesus calls you to do looks impossible and very scary. But then, when you get out of the boat, that's when you experience the miracle. That's when you experience the exhilaration of walking on water. 
This is also why we use the word adventure a lot here at Fort City. Following Jesus is an adventure. It, it can be an adrenaline-pumping, exhilarating adventure. When you're reading the Bible every day and listening to the Spirit as you read, and as you keep your ears open to the Spirit throughout the day, friends, God will speak. And he will call you to get out of the boat. The miracle will only happen when you get out of the boat. Okay, there's another thought that I see here that grabs me. What is Peter doing? He's only doing what Jesus is doing. Why did Peter walk on water? Because Jesus was walking on water. Peter is doing what Jesus is doing. And friends, that's how it works. We only do ourselves what we see Jesus doing. We get involved where Jesus is involved. We serve in causes where Jesus is involved and where he's prompted us to roll up our sleeves, get out of our boat and maybe serve in kids ministry or serve as a small group leader or on the connection team or, or to help with the, the technical parts of church, uh, you know, video, uh, uh, sound, uh, all those things. So faith means we leave our comfort zone we, we get out of the boat and we have a walk-on-water kind of faith. The second thing you see in Peter is that Peter steps out on the water. He doesn't just get out of the boat, he steps out on the water and he walks towards Jesus. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Peter stepped out and walked on water towards Jesus. This is a miracle. So right now, focus on Peter walking on the water, not when he sinks, because Peter is actually walking on water. I mean, how amazing is that? I mean, like, how did he do this? The key is found in the words toward Jesus. As long as he's focused on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. As long as he focused on God's power, he was able to walk on water. When he looked at Jesus, he was, very aware, he was very aware that it was Jesus' power at work, not his. When he looked to Jesus, he experiences power from Jesus. But when he looked away from Jesus, when he looked at his circumstances, the wind and the waves around him, that's when he sinks. Friends, when Peter walked on water, it was every second a choice of faith. Every second was a choice of faith. Will I focus on my circumstances? Or will I, you know, will I focus on the wind? Will I focus on the waves? Will I focus on what's happening all around me? Or will I focus on Jesus? As long as Peter kept his focus on Jesus, God's power was at work in his life. Here's what you need to understand about what it means to follow Jesus. Friends, your life is all about faith. It's all about faith, moment by moment, day after day. Your life is all about what God wants to do next. So would you take a moment, day by day, every day, and listen for the Spirit, and throughout your day, listen for the Spirit. What is God calling you to do as your next step of faith? It, it might be scary for some of you, but you got to get your eyes off of your circumstances and onto Jesus, and as you do that, listen to what Jesus is calling you to do. You know, it might be something very simple like being baptized. That's the next step of faith that God might be calling some of you to do. 
We've scheduled a baptism service for the relaunch of in-person services here in the auditorium on August 30th. So if you sense the Spirit nudging you to go public with your faith, nudging you to follow Jesus uh, uh, as he's asked you to do through baptism, just message me that you're interested in baptism or, or message any of our staff. Okay. Maybe the step of faith could be to join a small group uh, or uh, volunteer to help as we relaunch on August 30th. You know, again, I'll say it again, we, we need a stronger kids team and we, we need a stronger connection team and we need more technical people to be involved in what's going on. Or, or maybe he's going to call you to cook meals for YWAM as they serve uh, families in need in, their, in our city. Uh, what is Jesus calling you to do that you need to walk towards him and do? As long as you remain just focused on the circumstances of life, you will never take steps of faith. You will not walk towards Jesus. You'll just do what the circumstances tell you to do. It's only when you get your eyes above the circumstances and focused on Jesus as you walk towards Jesus that you will live the life that you were meant to live, that adventure of walk and water kind of living. Then one more thing. You have to have faith to cry out when you're sinking. Faith to cry out. Peter starts to sink and he says, save me, Lord. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Peter starts to walk in water. It's awesome. Then he gets his eyes on the storm, on the waves, and he gets that sinking feeling that you and I often get. He starts to feel, I, I don't belong here. This is scary. It isn't working. I'm failing. And he did fail, and he went down. And even in this moment, he had to choose what to do. He could have tried to save himself, you know, be macho man, rescue himself. That might have looked better in front of the guys there. But instead, he cried out to Jesus. In the midst of his failure, he cries out to Jesus. Here's the truth about choosing to follow Jesus. You are not going to do better than Peter did, okay? You're going to fail sometimes. We all fail sometimes. We all lose faith sometimes. We all do things we regret sometimes. If you walk on water, at some point, chances are, you will sink. It's just because we're human. We're flawed when it comes to exercising faith. The only way to face failure is to cry out to Jesus for help. And he is here, right there, to extend his hand to you, to lift you right up out of your failure. What do you do when you fail? You cry out to God. As soon as you see yourself slipping into failure, you, you can call out to him, God, I need faith. Remember last week? God, I do believe. Help me in my unbelief. So let's ask God for faith. Faith to get out of the boat. Faith to step out and step towards Jesus. And faith to cry out when we fail. Get out. Step out. Cry out. Because right now, for some of you, God is calling you to get out right now, to get out of your place of comfort and to start having faith. Others of you, he, he's calling you to step out. God is asking you to do something. You, you need to step into it. And that means you need to get your eyes off of your circumstances. You've got to look above your circumstances and start moving towards Jesus. Or maybe for some today, God is calling you to cry out, 
There's a failure that you're in the middle of. You're floundering on your own, and God wants to help you out of it. And remember, whatever God is calling you to do, you don't have to do it alone. Hey, here at Fort City, there are people who would love to talk to you. A, a staff member, a member of our prayer team would love to pray with you. Just message one of us, message the church, maybe email connect at uh, fortcitychurch.ca. Our God wants to walk with us. He is with us in the middle of the storms. He wants to help us get out. He wants to help us step out. He wants to help us cry out. Let's pray that God would give us that faith. Um, and whatever is appropriate faith for you right now, whether it's to get out, to step out, or to cry out, join me in prayer and kind of pray this prayer with me. Father God, just pray to him right now. I want to live a life of faith. Just tell him that. Give me the faith to get out of my boat, out of my comfort zone, and to trust you. Give me the faith to step out on the waves. Help me to look above the waves and the wind of my circumstances and to hear from you what you want me to do next. And when I fail, Father, give me faith to cry out to you and to not just work it all out on my own. And even now, God, I cry out to you. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I pray that you just raise up faith among all who are listening to this message. I thank you that you are faithful and trustworthy. Fill us anew with your spirit, and as we're filled with your spirit, lead us to this life, this adventure of faith, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, our God can empower you to walk on water, to live beyond the mess of the circumstances. And that's why Paul left us with these words of praise, a doxology that we've used after the majority of our messages in this series, and it's just one great way to end this message series. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.